I am just thrilled to say. What a quick reply. You're such a wonderful crowd. Where's the neon? Where's the neon? I'm with Danny and Cameron. Hey. Welcome, guys. We haven't been around for hey. a while. Everybody missed us. Uh, you know, we've been hard yeah. work, but we're back. Uh, we're you guys were back. begging for another episode, so we had to oblige, right? <laughs> I can Who is begging? The fans Who demand. Whatever the Mondo fans demand, we, we give in. It's a All big... right, I was begging. <laughs> the, 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 the idea that we've, we've been away for a while, lots of stuff has been happening. Uh, Max, talk Max. a little bit about what's happening can everybody tell us about your what have we been up to danny you had an art show right yeah yeah um i basically completely stole the show for the palladium in hollywood which is funny because they actually haven't been having any shows so i got like their front window displays just completely my own for a couple weeks and invited like all the neon artists in LA that I really respect and admire to um, I signed them all their own window on Sunset Boulevard and yeah it just people blew me away uh, I got Roxy Rose in there she did an incredible opening statement piece where um, she like did uh, a rotating Statue of Liberty, which was kind of like the America we could dream it to be, where it, it like had a lot of peaceful messages instead of like uh, hate, like trans lives matter, love is love, just a bunch of beautiful messages. So that opened it off and then just got so many great neon signs it it kind of was like a spectacle from uh from the street (laughs) probably blinded a couple people (laughs) shout out to roxy i mean there's a lot of really great artists what you know for artists out there who are trying to do their own thing danny and obviously you've been doing it for a while any advice on gathering artists i mean that's that's quite a feat obviously it's covid and you guys are trying to distance and keep everything together uh, you know through all the trials and tribulations, anything that stands out for you, kind of tips for anybody that wants to do this in their town, get out there and kind of host a a group show. I mean, just any group show, I guess. Yeah, I say just do it. Just put it out there, start the conversations. Things will sometimes align just so perfectly. Uh, It's just, just the action of getting going and getting things running is sometimes all it takes. Of course, it does take a little bit of luck too, but... Uh, what do they say luck comes to those who are prepared right well just like persistence <laughs> right and you got, yeah, you know, persistence. you've got a real attitude about it too and I also appreciate the artists too I mean um, it is a bit of a, a a mixed bag when you have a group show but you know Neon has a way of tying it all together and uh, I just enjoyed seeing all the all the different artists that you had on there on the bill so yeah it's it's something just so cool to give each person like a their own assigned space and just say do go off do it in your style because I feel like everyone in neon has a their own like unique way of like uh presenting their art in their own styles so just like seeing a collection of all the different ways you can take neon I feel like sometimes is really magical and I feel like uh did this kind of get in the way or did they have like any advice on how to do things or just say did you get free reign to kind of do what you want to do because that's always I, tricky 
Yeah, I mean, they did uh, shut down a couple of our more controversial ideas. I think they wanted to um, keep things a little unpolitical, perhaps. But they were honestly great hosts. And, like, it kind of was like, here's the idea of something that we want to do. Danny, like, take the reins and just, like, make it happen. So I kind of, like, felt very free and just orchestrated everything to kind of, like, my seeing and then just kind of kept them in the loop and that is like the best thing you could ask for in a pit in a partner right <laughs> like That's they awesome. just gave me uh the mm. platform and just did it out as best as i could yeah and i mean especially with that i mean it's it's cool to hear awesome. of, uh, kind of the multiplier right so you kind of get to say what you want at the same time you know you're working within those means and, and you got it done so kudos to the team and all the artists involved it just it represents a, a good host of neon artists so anybody that hasn't seen it obviously i don't know if it's still up or if it's not can they they can check it on your your social right yeah it's uh it's unfortunately not up anymore um i had to take it down a couple of weeks ago but the memories of it are up on my instagram yeah yeah a lot of cool video too i, I saw can, a bunch of can stuff. i share can i share my impressions of that show Yes, please, Cameron. I would love to hear him. Hey, can I say something? <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. No, um, no, I just want I just thought <laughs> you know, I thought it would be uh, good for you to hear from you know someone complete I don't know what it took to to organize that. I didn't uh, I sort you sort of had posted a little bit about it and I knew you were working on some new pieces, but I kind of came out of the blue and it was so well timed. And it's one of those events like um, that it, it's doing something good, but it's doing many good things at once and it just works. And that was pretty huge too. I mean, and then your name, like the whole <laughs> thing up on the bill on the, on, what would you call it? On, in, the marquee, you know, the marquee. The yeah. marquee, yeah, right. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was amazing and so symbolic too. And like just all the, I, I'm, I'm dying to know. I'm not going to ask you, uh, but I'm dying to know what they, they didn't want you to go with. But I, I, you know, from what I could see, like you had a couple of pieces. You had that dragonfly. Amazing. Like, was that Xenon one you did? Yeah, all and Xenon. The, yeah, that's at the museum now, I, I see, which is awesome. And, yeah, that, was uh, the mo- that was the moth, right? Yeah, the, mo- the moth. Yeah. Yeah, dragonfly close then, enough. <laughs> and personally, uh, but there was there, there was a bunch of artists showing. Like you had a bunch of people there, right? What, yeah, I got uh, a like, great little collection. Fifteen other artists, which I feel like. Yeah, is, uh, like it was a quite it was quite a lot. I was pretty impressed. Anyway, it looked amazing. So congratulations and good for you. Thanks, Cameron. Yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, like, like how often am I gonna have a show that's like out on sunset publicly? So. I kind of just yeah. decided, yeah. like, this is your chance. Just, like, go as big as you possibly can. So I pretty yeah. much worked, like, around the clock, like, every single hour of the day for, I felt like, it was, like, two months. And then it was, like, the big reveal. Wow. And then even up until, like, yeah. the night of the opening was working on perfecting everything. Yeah. Um, but thankfully well, only felt, a couple felt, breaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah right well speaking of well, like, definitely, Cameron, you've got a lot going on you 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 know we were talking about how much of a are you are what's what's happening in your world right now tell us i have nothing going on at all 
you're fairly important and something on it come on all right so you're probably so you're probably seeing the uh the previews for snake eyes yeah a small movie yeah, called snake eyes coming out in movie theater yeah the, yeah that one all i can all i can say is the previews look uh, previews <laughs> what the the promo whatever commercials look amazing yeah, this is so GI Joe. Any indication. As, a, as a small child, this was the the show. I, so it's <laughs> I gotta be crazy. honest with you, you know, I wasn't like all that, you know, hopeful that it would be like a great movie or anything. But I don't know the the choreography and action and stuff, and the whole way it's edited on the commercials feels it feels good. It feels. Well, good. I think your cl- your client told me differently. He says it's gonna be amazing. You have to. Yeah, find- right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell say. Tell me about the neon. What was the neon that you made? Come on. What, was what's the, that name? The, the neon you made like a, a couple of signs right oh yeah so we made a big we a large pink sign that was sort of like a second floor arrow this way sort of sign this is supposed to take place in tokyo this particular scene and it seems like it's like the big fight crescendo scene and, and so it, they've created this small little back alley area like a, you know three lanes wide either way um inside like encapsulated in the studio and so when you walk into it, it feels like you're in some weird dirt, dirt, like dirty alley or whatever. And we're on a rooftop installing a large sign on one large wall. And that's where this kind of fight takes place. But um, so we, did, we, basically, we made a sort of a medium sized sign and an extremely large sign. And, that, and then we rented a whole bunch of signs. Were, were any ninjas harmed in the making of this sign? That's what I want to know. I mean, if they... So this we so it was two full days on set. The first the first day was totally fucked. I forgot the pattern. I forgot fucking half the things I needed. I had like th- three people with me, and like I didn't have. So we were able to sort of just get working on some like a mishmash of stuff while I kind of got my shit together. And the second day was just like a marathon because there was so the way it was wired. Uh, we basically used Tech 22s, so they were quite small transformers. So there was just a ton of wiring on this massive wall. And the funny thing was, the second day they were like, "Oh, so we're going to be doing some rehearsals. Is that okay?" And we were like, "Sure." And then uh, this crew of like Japanese guys only spoke Japanese, and then their their director leader guy show up, and they're like the fighter, the the fighters on film, and so they're sort of like stunt fighters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to film, uh, they wanted to practice where we were installing. So we had to get off the, the, the roof for like two hours and just do nothing while they, they did this stuff. <laughs> Hang out. But, uh, so that kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. And uh, by the funny thing was in this scene, and you'll see when you see the movie, I, I, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it. In the scene, a tower falls down on the uh, roof and they were p- trying to perfect this so they it, but to make a long story short we were working right there <laughs> and they were like trying to make this this thing work and it, and every time it came down it would just sound like a massive crash behind us so it was well, crazy when you but, work on a when yeah. you work on a, such a uh, important set like that any you know what goes through your head are you like listen how long am i going to be here for wow. what do we got to bring i mean because you just told me you forgot one thing are, are, the elements are pretty critical obviously timing i honestly i honestly find it really i, I think i find it really i find it really stressful and <laughs> not because, but i like i love working with people i love working in groups so i think i would i would like working in that environment maybe if i was there all the time 
but because I don't work in that environment all the time, it's a, it's a very specific atmosphere and it always fills me with a little bit of anxiety walking onto a film yeah. set. Well, you're a little, you're a little bit of a hired gun, right? You're seen as an outsider basically, right? Yeah, and I try to sort of think that way to sort of, you know, sort of push down some feelings of like, of being like a fish out of water or whatever. But like, I just naturally get anxious when I'm in like new situations. But uh, they, it's just fast paced. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody knows what you're doing. Every, you know, like, and like, uh, you, you try to remember people's names and, and you've probably never been there before. So I just, and, and then at the end of the day, you've got to do this thing. Otherwise you're fucked. Like you cannot fail. And, and, you know, meanwhile, you're like, oh, I hope this dims properly. You know, everybody looks at you like, oh, yeah, there's the professional. And, and, and you know, meanwhile, you're like, oh, fuck, we're, we're fucked. It's not dimming. What are we going to do? You know? Well, well I'm, I'm sure, listen, I'm sure it's going to be great. Everyone, uh, check this movie out. Snake Eyes coming out July 23rd. Uh, I, I'm going to go see it. I don't care if, you know, if the neon works or not, I'm going to go see it. So you, know. you have to go. Cameron. If you don't go, then I'm pissed off. But, you know, yeah, I'll go just go. take pictures of your neon sneakily in the theater there you go yeah yeah, that's right please Um, pirate (laughs) just the neon out of curiosity why did you go with uh tech 22 for those was it because of the dimming capabilities you know what that's a really good question i'm going to try to say this really fast because i don't want to bore people but it's critical information (laughs) yeah yeah. i'm honestly honestly this is really did did i did i tell you so we want by the way i tell you this (laughs) (laughs) so the reason why i went with tech 22 is this is a great story the reason why i went with tech 22 on this on this job and i used tons of them like 40 of them uh on this one sign because uh, they're only 8,000, like maximum 8,000, right? And they can dim. Mm-hmm. You have to buy a separate dimmer for those kind of transformers. And you have to wire them yourself, which sucks, but they dim really well. well that's, that's the upshot of the whole deal. So there's a lot, they're small, and you have to wire them up. But anyway, so we had to do all that. Um, but the thing is, I met a, an electrics guy on that show, and he was like, we really want to be able to control it at the board. And normally this is a complicated thing to achieve, uh, sort of like being a neon person walking into a film and like, oh yeah, this is how you, you know, electronically hook this all up to your like board over there. Uh, Cause it's not simple, it's not straightforward. And so normally I'm always like, well, there's 45 knobs across there, see you later. <laughs> and, be, and, and they're like, oh, well, okay, that's it is what it is. Uh, and they deal with it. And sometimes they, they don't like it. And, uh, and then with Tech 22s, I've sort of opened it up because you can have multiple transformers on one dimmer. Anyway, to make a long story short, if you talk to Tech 22, they have the parts and abilities and knowledge. If, you have a, if you're pairing up with a good electrics guy, you can work with them and he can buy the parts. The program, that, right? It, it, well, you're basically the hardware and what yeah. you need <laughs> to like hook it to their board. And I'll just leave it at that because like my electrics, uh, like knowledge is not deep enough to go much further, but uh, that's huge. And this is one of the reasons why they love LED. This is one of the reasons why they, they you know, what, just one more thing that gets in the way of sometimes them being happy about Neon is this sort of lack of, of, of like control. So anyway, that's, that, that's why we went with Tech 22. So I worked with this awesome, uh electrics guy uh and i've worked with him on another show since then so there you go and he was like interested in following this through and so we just sort of with tech 22 and him uh made it happen and they had the whole thing controlled on their board um which made them which made them super happy and for us it was great because i was just it for it was simple made it simple for us because we actually do less wiring 
Uh, more is left for them to do. So anyway, to make a long story short, that's why we use Tech 22. And it taught us, it was like our, for us, it was the first time us doing that. And so mm -hmm. now it was like proof of concept. So now anytime I'm dealing with a movie, I can say to them, well, you can, you can do this, but you gotta, you know, whatever you, you gotta do, make, go these steps or what, what have you, right? So it's pretty cool. It's a good cool. thing to know. Good, to, good yeah, if anybody's getting into movies, listen to, uh, I mean, it's personally something that you experience and you learn from it. I mean, look, you can clearly take that into the next movie. We expect to see you on the next Steven Spielberg set. So, you know, <laughs> we're doing a lot, we're doing a lot of TV shows in Vancouver. Okay. So we do, we do like Riverdale. We do like, um, I don't even know what, because I don't watch any of them, but we do, we do a ton <laughs> of them and commercials too, but we do films as well. And that, you know, they're cool because they they're usually fun they usually get you to make a bunch of cool stuff awesome. yeah i feel so, like all yeah. the cool uh movie jobs that were down here are moving up to you so you gotta yeah, work man, on you guys cool gotta stuff. come up here <laughs> yeah you guys, you guys come up you know hollywood north yo uh, yeah, it's well, speaking, of, speaking of cool speaking of cool news let's get right into it i think i've got a couple articles here oh, yeah. um and we can just jump in and, and this said we, we have something out of poland yeah we got to get the news out some sort of little bit to go between them so there's a, there's a i'm not gonna butcher it but it's it's katowice it's out of poland i don't know if that's how you pronounce it um they open a neon trail which is really like a, a historical installation. Uh, it's a resurgence of neon out of Poland. They boasted a thousand neon signs back in the 60s and 70s, uh, you know, giving uh, so much back to the roots. And so what they're doing is they, you know, nicknamed Poland was one, actually once uh, an illuminated city. So since 2010, uh, they've seen the appearance of a hundred new reconstructed neon advertisements. And both these are commercial and artistic. And this resurgence has inspired the counselors to show uh, creating beautiful things and showing design as part of the industrial profile of the city. So they've reconstructed a lot of unique neon signs, like uh, really like this kind of unique teapot. There was like a, an advertisement for a bar, like a canteen. Now are these permanent? Are these permanent? So, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, the city's created seven light exhibitions and they're mm -hmm. featuring them. So uh, the nostalgic neon signs and the trail is a reconstruction of a historic neon advertising the uh, kind of section. So it, I don't know how long it's up for, to be honest. Uh, I know that, you know, this section of Poland has seen a, a large redevelopment. And so I think the idea is to bring tourists back. Uh, it's the idea is to kind of have visitors and residents kind of walk along this trail of, of no longer existing neon. Uh, and so those that recall a lot of memories, we kind of talked about that rapid pace of redevelopment and cities kind of reestablishing their roots. Um, you know, thoughts on that? I kind of thought about, uh, you know, Cameron, your, your town in general, you know, uh, you know with, with, with Canada and everything going on there, uh, mm -hmm. kind of the historical aspects well, we, of what's going on. We've, we've got, yeah, we've got a good mix of what I think a lot of cities are doing. We've got sort of existing neon signs that for the companies that still exist or, or they just happen to still be on the wall that are kept. So we've got those. We've got uh, neon art installations uh, around the city and a few, a few of them. So we've got those. And then um, also like when they're, well, when they're tearing down our landmarks, uh, they're preserving the signs and often and will mount them uh, onto the roof or what have you. So we've got that going on too. So yeah, we've got a mix of 
neon preservation going on. But I this particular one, and I'm looking at it now. It's on my desk right now, and I'm loving it. It's uh, yeah. it looks like a where's it Edmonton? There's a place in Canada. Oh my, I'm so bad. I think it's yeah. Edmonton. I mean, we're talking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, has a similar thing. You know, has a similar thing where they where they've created a boulevard of neon pieces. Um, maybe uh, from previous companies, you know what I mean, like heritage stuff. So, and I think Vancouver is doing that with this new uh, post office downtown, that a whole bunch of stuff from the museums going in there. So, yeah, there's a lot of that going on here as well. And this looks really, really cool. Especially, I like their style. Yeah, and it's authentic too. You know, they've done a good job of uh, sort of remastering the old photos. And there's one like a particular, it's like Puss in Boots, which was advertising as a children's shoe store. And so they've really done a good job. They kind of looked at it and kind of just, you know, took what they could. Uh, yeah, I mean, fun, right? Really cool. Yeah, definitely really yeah. unique. Um, has a lot of unique elements to it. Um, kind of busting out another new story here, Rochester native who works in uh, on The Simpsons. He's paying homage to the Donuts Delight. Uh, this is Mike Battle. Uh, he's a miniature sign craft maker. Um, Danny, what do you think of the miniature sign movement? Is this something you keep on your radar? Do you come across it at all? I think it's so freaking cute. <laughs> we need, you know, the pop-up bobbleheads. We need those for like the pop-ups, or what do you call them for like gamers? We need that yeah. for signs, right? Yeah. I, don't know if you need I feel like I feel like L Wire honestly has made miniature signs with like uh neon attributes yeah. like light attributes so much easier i was uh i was at the museum of neon art recently and i don't know if you saw there but they have one of the signs that bill con cannon did for um he used to make a bunch of miniature neon signs like mm. super miniature for like the movies right mm. um and mm. it was crazy because those things like just tweak them a little bit and they like crack or like just completely get obliterated you know um now are they using so any real neon for those is that real they neon? used to they used to that's the thing and and bill concannon was kind of like the master of it um so mm. he's got like a whole he's got a little tiny piece uh from one of his props movie sets um, in the museum and I don't know uh, if he's got any others left but I was just thinking like how he did that and I was like god that sounds like such a pain in the butt but I think using L-Wire um, makes it a, a lot more approachable I mean maybe doesn't look quite the same but at least it's something that uh, these talented people like Ma Mike Battle can really recreate these iconic signs with like a little glow to them, which I think just adds such a deeper effect to these mini signs. Like I'm looking at the gallery of what Mike Battle has done. It looks like he's uh, he's recreated a bunch of Los Angeles favorites, but just tiny version um, yeah. with the with the L wire, so they glow too. It's just so cool to see that like. I, uh, Mike, if you see this, please recreate one of my signs in miniature version. <laughs> I'll be so honored. That wow. is so cute. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's a digital he's a digital cleanup artist and uh, painter on the on the Simpsons the TV show, by the way. So oh, gotcha. You know, a lot of that feel I think comes from a lot of his kind of miniature scale. I mean, I think of almost like what's the pub, uh, and also you know this the just the kind of the vibe the Simpsons gives off. It has a very Most. 
Mose. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, and he's also experimented with a lot of, I think, you know, even shout out to Chris from Route 9. I talk about him a lot. Um, just the kind of the revitalization of sort of unique artists. And, you know, it's him and his fiance, and he does a lot of work with even like the, the kind of light up aspects of it, you know, through... Uh, kind of smaller components, electrical components. I know that's kind of like a, a yes and no answer to kind of some people's feeling on these signs. But I mean, look, it's nostalgic. It seems like the one, it's, the one he created uh, that I think that initiated this conversation about this guy uh, is is a is like a I don't know what the scale is, but it like it's it's actual three dimensional model, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did safari. Is it, is, is it even got little tiny fake would, donuts in it? Yeah. That's so cool. I was trying to figure out what is if it is all neon on that thing, or is you know what I mean? Like I see, uh, I, so many things now. I'm like, is it all neon? It's not. <laughs> it's, 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 he's got a whole kind of um, preview of it online. So anybody that takes a peek, oh, check out Mike cool. Battle. Um, it's kind of a miniature rendition of the Donuts Delight. He does the back. He's awesome. got even the post for like you know even corrects where the parking is with yellow poles. I mean, it's pretty pretty spot on and um you know it's electroluminescent so it's got like little it lights up you know even the condescents the um, channel lettering has little lights that run through it um it shows even the tile that he lays through the whole thing i mean it's 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 pretty on on point so anyway the little channel lettering i cannot even believe he did that (laughs) it must have been done with like a 3d printer right yeah i mean it has to be and even he painted all of the the donuts, I guess they were Cheerios, but he painted them to look like donuts. Oh, nice. So it's just, you know, That's it's just cool. a lot of... Great attention to detail on that one. Yeah. I mean, and he, I guess he even did like the Felix Chevrolet miniature as well, which is neat. So check it out. If you like neon and you love kind of unique, small kind of thing like that, it, it, I think it would, you know, Chris, if you're listening, I, I'm sure you know Mike. So. <laughs> <laughs> um cool yeah moving on here we have snookies one actually i think you brought up danny which is the iconic snooky sign became a local landmark you want to chat about that i think you mentioned about the uh snookies malt shop uh which was this iconic sign that was kind of uh at the end of the pandemic the owners uh was a beaverdale ice cream um and it was actually in des moines in iowa uh and this has kind of been grandfathered in Um, yeah i just think it's crazy that like a car could hit your neon sign and they could say like oh well can't put that back up again yeah what (laughs) yeah it's pretty crazy and you know it's 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 a strange it's it's a strange uh situation right like it's kind of these signs disappearing and then you know they fall to the wayside and they kind of come back uh you know the inclusion so I, after reading that story, I think I'm correcting. They've they've solved that now by designating a, a landmark, right? Yeah, that's right. And so yeah, so that, so it's going to be there, which is cool. Yeah, it'll be there, and you know, it's a sure. I guess the sign itself was a sign of you know really kind of summer events, um, and restoring it was kind of an iconic Des Moines job as well. You know, I think restoring old things is is obviously a timely endeavor um but you know these you know the snooki's malt shop was i guess a big deal um you know it came at a time i think where you know many people are looking for something to kind of hold on to and so it 
you know, becomes an official Des Moines landmark. Um, do we, do we know, you know who it's made pink the sign? and blue? It's, it's very, uh, the replacement pole is already up and the sign is being repaired and the city council took a recommendation. I guess the owner was uh, also involved. And so it's cool to see um, you know, not only a sign that was important, but, you know, be recognized by the local community. It's just a way to kind of give back, you know. So. It's cool to see neon win. Right. That's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that this particular, I got to say, I was looking at this story and you know, if you scroll down to the building, uh, like it's one of these buildings that's so, I don't know, what, 50s? Uh, early 60s where the windows like slant out on an almost like a 45 degree angle uh, and it's it's just made to have neon uh, around it and stuff um, so like not only the sign but the building itself is like so it must be so iconic in this particular area and so often these places are just like knocked over and some a cheesy like building is put up in its place and these are kind of like mo like monuments uh, like real meaningful like monuments you know so it's it's cool that the city was smart enough to like understand that well, so and, like, also too funny status. enough a, a car toppled the sign right and so the city also said by the city law they no longer allow pole signs so they thought in the beginning that it wasn't even able to be replaced and so that's the a city radical, that's right. a radical policy anyway. I mean, you, all you have to do is all you have to do is put um, like concrete or concrete steel, like what are they called stanchions, those standing things around them, like they do around natural gas or whatever. It's just like they've decided for whatever reason they don't want them. Yeah, there literally was no provision that said that there was no sign to replace signs that were removed or in this case damaged. So they literally did not have any real law to address it. <laughs> it's it does seem silly, like you know, like aha, I got knocked over. You can't replace it. Like <laughs> you know, if it's grandfathered in, it should be grandfathered in. And and if it gets knocked over and it's a problem, then yeah, yeah. then you should look at fixing the problem. But obviously, that community would lock, like lose. Yeah. It's been around beautiful, since beautiful It's been around since '86, but the structure itself was '55, so it's pretty, pretty unique. Oh yeah, the um, structure is cool. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up, and as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>